remember Ali Valley? Oh, like, remember that page? I did what that happened? page. Who? Oh. <laughs> what happened to them? Ali Valley like broke up immediately after you graduated. Oh, no. <laughs> they had one show and then they broke up. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Anyway, uh, senior class like Tokyo Joe's the most. So I've never set foot. In <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. And they like they use Twitter. More than any other social media by a lot. Twitter. 38%. Twitter is best. Right. Though I'm but on Twitter compared, these days now and all I see are, um, I don't know if you'll ever listen to this podcast, but Austin Cyrus posts a lot on, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> like to a point where I'm reading them at like two o'clock at night and I'm like, what are you saying? Okay, well, um, here we are again. Here we are again, back at the old, the old four corners, <laughs> the makeshift recording studio. But um, this is what the third episode uh-huh. of the Four Corners Pod, or Four Corners Pod, not the. That's yeah. a different. <laughs> that's a different <laughs> not podcast. The Four Corners Pod, just Four Corners Pod. Yes. Cast. <laughs> yes. And then today is uh, the day that um, I'm bringing up a topic, and I really want to talk about something that I think is very near and dear to me and Kristen. Which is, um, and I got the idea from Papa. One day maybe he'll listen to this and be like, oh my god, I'm listening to those texts. Or he won't. We'll see. (laughs) Um, But, uh, so we, we, over the summer, um, around the end of May, so when Memorial Weekend's happening, we go volunteer at the Telluride Film Festival. Mountain Film Festival, I should say. Mm -hmm. And we love that place a lot. We've been, we've been volunteering there for a very long time. Or at least, or like going there and seeing the films. Like, it is something that is part of our our summer and we missed out pretty much in 2020 yeah and it was a very sad time and we tried to make it work in your little apartment at the time in boulder but it didn't really work no. but it was cool the projector was sick yeah and now i have this like big spot on that projector so i can't use it anymore oh yeah we, we, yeah, we watched we twilight that one time yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like this big orange uh, spot and we were like has that always been there yeah we were like is that the sepia filter <laughs> <laughs> what's going on yeah um, I think it's been, this year would be six years since the first time I went, mm-hmm. and then longer for you. I think only, like, two years longer. Yeah, still, eight yeah, years. Eight is a lot, uh, well, and I've, I think it was only the first year that I was there just to be there, and then I started volunteering, like, as soon as I was of age, I think. Yeah. 16 or 18 or whatever. I think it was 18, and then Papa got it so that I could volunteer at 17. Mm-hmm. We pulled some strings. <laughs> Mr. I've worked there for 10, 11 years. Consecutive. Consecutive years. Consecutive. <laughs> and it always goes up by, like, three every year. Yeah. It's 11 years, one year, yeah. 14 years, the next. Yeah. One year it's going to be, like, 50, and we're like, Papa, come on. You can't. You You're can't, not that old. You can't say that. <laughs> Um, but I specifically want to talk about, um, the Telluride cost of living and, like, this oh. American dream of, like, being a ski bum and how that's, like, drastically changed. And I wanted to bring this up because one of our favorite coffee shops down in Telluride called Ghost Town, um, had, like, came to its end in August. It has become a ghost town. Yeah, it really has. And what was making me really sad is because, you know, our grand, my grand, our grandfather, my oh, grandfather, um texted us and was like hey are we still planning on going this summer and I was like yeah I mean but if everything's not going to be there then right that's going to be very sad there are reasons why I like mountain why I love mountain film and most of it is because of you know the amazing films that are there and spending time with you and papa and and bandit but um 
a lot of it too is just like the environment and then like our traditions of right. going to brown dog pizza and then staying at the town park and you know going to ghost town and getting a lemonade and you know going into a little bookstore right butcher and baker for breakfast yes like, and if those things aren't there then it just doesn't feel the same right like it is it, then I might as well just go volunteer at Mountain Film, like, anywhere. Like, it doesn't have to be in Telluride. But, exactly. Well, it, because it's in Telluride, it makes the bear so special. Like, yeah. there were times where me and Kristen were like, if, you know, if there was a Telluride college or a Rocky Mountain, you know, college, like, a uh, community Colorado college, college. Yeah, yeah, up here, we would drop everything at Sea Boulder and just go right. be up there. And it's a huge, you know, it's a huge part of our lives. And I think it's definitely, a, like, one day I would love to live there. But because, you know, it is so expensive to live up there. But that's not you know, necessarily because it is a ski town, you know, it's not Vail, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Telluride is very much out of the way. You're going down one road for a really long time. It's not very accessible, like, which I guess also could contribute to how much it costs to live there. But it also it is the people who, you know, the very rich people who have condos up there and are only up there for two months out of the year yeah. and they're vacant. They don't let them have people live there in those times. Right. They don't rent them out when they're not there. Right. And so then it becomes very hard to have people consistent in Telluride uh-huh. to not only work, but to also have, like, a decent average of pay and right. of rent prices there. Yeah, to have a pretty consistent economy and not just, like, a boom at the ski t- ski season and then a boom at the in the beginning of summer, um, you know, or whenever, you know, homeowners decide to come and visit their Telluride home that probably costs millions of dollars, but they don't need to live there all year every year because they have big corporate jobs in some city but it's not even how it's the problem isn't even how expensive the living is there it's how unavailable it is you know even right. if you even if you could afford it you can't go right. you can't live there because there isn't anything available right to rent but there is you know what i mean like we we right. pass by so many houses up there that are right. are vacant until right. ski season or until maybe a couple weeks in the summer when yep. they feel like going to go you know go up to the mountains uh-huh. you know what i mean and that's so sad because telluride's not the only ski town small ski town that is you know being Doing affected this, by this yeah. especially during a time in covid mm-hmm. where there are have to be less people and at a place and right. those places you know, bank on the fact that people are going to be there for ski season. People are going to be there for all those festivals. That's why they have so many festivals there, mm-hmm. is so that they can make money and have a, li- a livable, you know, situation there. Yeah, but it, you're not, I mean, these people who have the money to go and buy a place there and then come there for weeks out of a year and put a lot of money, you know, in the flow of, you know, commerce and everything and, and help out in that way, None of those people are going to, you know, start working at a cafe. Right. Right? Or start working at the local theater. Right. Or, you know, be in the Parks and Rec Department at the town park. Participate in the community. Right. Because those aren't going to be high enough paying jobs. Why would they leave their, like, big banking job or whatever to, like, you know, do a, you know, quote-unquote blue-collar job. But the problem is, is society runs off of blue-collar jobs. And if you don't have people to do that, then say bye to everything that makes a community. Right. Because there is there is that, that contrast. There are people who yeah. make a ton of money, but then there are the people who have to do those jobs because mm-hmm. that is all that maybe they can afford at the time. Maybe they couldn't go to school. Maybe they couldn't have the opportunities of waking up and coming out of the veil of ignorance being right. like, yeah, I live in a lush life. Yeah. Like, no, the majority of us don't. The majority of us have to come out and really work hard 
And yeah. especially in this culture where we feel like we, as the young people, feel like we have to have, like, side hustles. And mm-hmm. one job is not going to pay for my rent and my monthly supplies and all these things anymore. Like, we have to have more than one job, more than two jobs. Yeah. To even make any sort of ends meet. And that's not in Justin Tully, right? And I mean, that's, that's here, probably, too. That's also Denver, another conversation but, yeah. for a bigger problem and, like, the domino effect of all these things, you know, going into the housing industry, but it's, like, it's just so, it's just so sad to see because, you know, like, let us, we'll go there for, to go volunteer, like we do, because Mm -hmm. we love the community and we love to be there, and there's gonna be, like, for sale signs up there, and it's such a small town, like, it's only, like, what, two or three blocks? Like, if you count that little block that goes into the town park. It's probably, like, eight blocks, you know, what is it? North to south, and yeah. then like three blocks east to west, you know. Exactly. Like, and then there's a there's another, uh, you know, there's a mountain village. If you go up the gondola, and there's a whole other, you know, area up there where there's huge plots of land. Um, and that's where the um, that one apartment. I remember we met one of the waitresses at Floridora or some somewhere, Something, yeah. and she said that um, she lives in the mountain village in like the affordable housing apartment complex, mm-hmm. the as in there's only one, right? And um, she was on the wait list for like six years or something before finally like getting in, right? And even then, she's not even telling them how much money she can make because to live in those situations, you have to be right. making a certain amount of money, yeah. And even if it's not, like, it, what's funny, too, is when I say that, you're like, oh, no, that makes sense. But the, the amount of money you have to make minimum is, like, barely anything. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, you make more than more money, you're going to have to, like, not, you can't, this is not, you can't right. live here. There's no middle ground. It's either, like, you can only make up to this amount of money, where if you do that, you're not going to be able to afford to exist here. You can rent here. Right. But you won't be able to buy your food, or, Put you know, roots in the ground. Yeah, do anything other than just simply day-to-day exist. And if you go past that at any point, then you can't live here, but there's no way you're going to afford anything else, right. so you can't live here then either. Right. Because you don't make enough to spend millions of dollars on a mortgage. Exactly. But So there's just no room for just, like, this spectrum of an economy. So right. I, I wonder often, you know, how long... Telluride can can last under this kind of thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how much longer... I mean, if Ghost Town's closing, that was kind of, like, the first... I mean, we had been seeing this problem before that, and that was kind of the first time where it was like, oh, this is an actual tangible event that we can point to to say, look at how this is shutting down, right. you know, the right. town. Well, I mean, how many... How much longer can we go... Can it go on like this? Right. Especially with, like, the economy fluctuating the way it is, and then the, the uh, like, price, the obviously, like, the price of living, and then also how much money you're getting paid hourly mm. is also not fluctuating. Or the price of living is fluctuating, but, like, the price of how much you're getting paid hourly is not fluctuating with right. anything to meet anything else. Mm-hmm. So then it's becoming even harder. And what's crazy is you said that, and I just, like, you said, like, I don't know how long Telluride can be there, and it's like, but they've been there since 1878. Like, yeah. They're a town that has uh, not just been, like, been there, but, like, they've been there, you know? Like, like, yeah, like, Gold Rush, yeah. you know, been there. Like, I lived guess. through other, I mean, I don't know when, like, what, the bubonic plague happened, and when yeah. the Dust Bowl happened, like, there's these things, these events in life that happened, but the economy was also fluctuating mm. with the people, with the community, and giving it at least some sort of, like, ability to sustain itself and now here we are and we like think of ourselves as like so much further developed than those times and like so much better off 
but now is the time where we're actually worried, like, is the town going to be able to make it? Right. Or, like, what is, like, I don't, I don't know much about the economy. Like, I did not take any finance classes. I'm just sitting here, like, shooting the shit, you know? Right. So I don't have any idea of, like, what, what does a town do? What does a civilization do to combat all of these issues? Right. Because I, it seems incomprehensible to me. I mean, I don't have any ideas. Like, I guess my first thought would be, like, the taxation on the buildings that are there. Sure. Or maybe some sort of, like, mandate on, you know, I mean, I don't even know if things like this are possible because of, like, our freedoms and our liberties or whatever, you know, individual property rights. But, Mm -hmm. like, you know, having limits on, you know, how much time you have to be able to spend in your home if you buy it, you know, or how... I, I mean, see, I don't even know if that's, like, a plausible thing, because it seems to me, like, you can't, like, force somebody to stay in a certain spot. Right. But you can say, like, these are the conditions of a contract. I don't know. So yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, I'm not the person to come up with any solutions, but at the same time, I don't, I'd like to hear what a town has done or could do to get out of, like, a deep rut of right. not, like, no fluctuating commerce, you right. know? Well, and also, too, I kind of wanted to bring up this idea of, like, I think our generation is very much a generation that, like, lives in this past where we idealize and romanticize, like, a bunch of these things that, you know, our parents grew up having and, like, Mm -hmm. our grandparents having. Like, for example, like, the ski bum. Like, ski bums, you know, go live in ski towns because all they want to do is ski Mm -hmm. and they'll work a little bit just so that they can go ski and be so close and be in that community and that culture. But it's, like, nowadays... I think we romanticize it so much where we get there and we realize, like, oh, shit, like, it's a lot harder now yeah. than it was before. This is, like, almost I, impossible Like, now. I can't just pick up my life now and yeah. go go to a, any ski town here in Colorado and be like, hey, I want to live here. Because we tried. Right. We tried. We really did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not ski bums to say anything. Like, I, I can ski maybe right. for, like, an hour and then I'm, like, done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go get some beers, you know? Yeah. But, um, like, we just... We, we tried and we, we've talked to locals and we've, we've asked them like, how, what does it take to get here? And they're like, well, as long as you have a job or if you're have, born here. Yeah, exactly. You're born here and your parents are born here yeah. or, you know, you strike the lottery or you yeah. put, you put yourself on the wait list for six years. Yeah. And then you see what happens and maybe in that time, you know, you still want to do that. But you know, in six, going back to what, who I was mentally six years ago, like I, I don't want what she wanted. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like yeah. how... How could you bank on anything like that? But it's it's so sad to see that this town that was such built on this community of, like, we we make things for ourselves and for the people that we're living with. Like, we are the town that has to sustain on each other. Uh-huh. But if we're not sustaining on each other, then we're not going to work. You and know? for, like, the mountain. Yeah. And the snow. You know, like, and for the, culture the land. There, you know, for like, the people who occupied that land before it. Right. Like, give some respect to it, yeah. at least. Yeah. And, I mean, what one thing that really opened my eyes was last year when we were there in 2021 um we met someone who went to high school there he was another volunteer I don't even remember what his name was I think it started like a J or something wait the one that yeah. was like if you guys want, don't want to sleep in your car you right can sleep. okay yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I remember him yeah okay so Jace it's gonna know. kill Jamie? me now. It's gonna know. kill me. I don't know. It started with the J. He's and I blonde, don't... I think. Yes, it was very. He tall. had like the surfer blonde hair, mm-hmm. right? He Anyways, did. Yes, like the Telluride snowboard surfer, whatever. Anyways, classic, classic. He was talking to me. I was telling him how you know my job is to be 
last year I was doing ESL work, so English mm -hmm. as a second language, with students in public schools, <clears throat> and he was asking me what kind of languages, you know, people normally speak. I said more, majority of it is Spanish, and he's like, yeah, actually, you know, Telluride's elementary and middle school and high school have been thinking about, you know, being turned into a dual language environment. Yeah. And I was just so taken aback because to me, Telluride is probably like, Colorado in general is the widest state I feel like oh, I've yeah. been in because I haven't yeah. been to like Washington or Oregon. So other than that, like yeah. Colorado is probably the widest state I've ever been in. And inside of Colorado, Telluride is and, I mean, apart from, like, Boulder, you know, but even so, maybe even worse, Telluride is the whitest town, you know, that yeah. I've been in in Colorado, and I just, you know, asked him, I was like, do you think that would be effective in this community? Like, do you have any Spanish speakers? And he's like, oh, yeah, actually, like, you know, 35% of our population is, like, Spanish-speaking do do dominant, and I was like, huh? Like, yeah. I have not seen one. Yeah. <laughs> I have not heard one. I have not met one right. person who could speak Spanish with me. And he's like, well, I mean, the majority of it is because they work in blue collar jobs. You know, right. they do the con the construction, they do contracting, they are working in the kitchen, they're making your food. Right. You know, they might be, you know, a majority of things are things that you wouldn't just see them, you know, at the forefront of society. And like, it just totally threw me back because I felt like there's this whole side of Telluride that I haven't seen in six years. Like, I've yeah. been going there for so many years, and, like, how has this just been, like, hidden from me this whole time? Well, yeah, how have I not had this thought before where I'm looking around and I'm realizing everybody around me is white, and then I'm like, but where is everybody else? Right. And I have had those thoughts where I'm looking around and everybody else around me is white, but I just thought, well, it's Colorado, it's a ski it's, town, it's, it's super film. rich, it's mountain yeah. film, right? Like, the culture and the economy that we've just been talking about just kind of cultures this idea of, you know, a white dominant society. And, you know, that always kind of, like, bothered me, but I just kind of figured, like, well, you know, it's Telluride. Yeah. I didn't think, well, maybe there are those people and I'm just not seeing them because who would go there? Who would right. think that, you know? Well, you, you see, you know, like, monkeys, monkeys think what they see. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we, we only oh, yeah, see... Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what that, that phrase is. Um, I don't, I, monkey, I'm, I'm, I'm making it worse. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. Like, but you can it, only... I'm trying to fit a phrase into something I'm trying to say, but, like, you, you're only thinking what you're seeing, right? right? And if you're only seeing certain things, then that's all you're the thoughts you're going to have unless you go beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. Until some, or unless t somebody, this kid, we yeah. forget their name. <laughs> Jace? Jance? I don't know. Jacoby? <laughs> Jacoby? He's in my contact somewhere. Why do I feel like Maybe, if I even J. said... If I even... It did start with a J. Okay. Anyways. But anyway, this kid is just like... Is like, no, no, it is like this. And we're like, what? Jaden. Jaden! <laughs> oh, no! Jaden, you're what, out did there. Did he go to school in, like, the Carolinas or something? Virginia? Close to I the think Carolinas. I think somewhere in there. <laughs> Close. Because remember, Papa was talking to him about... Right, because Papa's like, well, I'm from the South, <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> Which is not what I think of when I think of the South. I don't either, but I've had this conversation with Katya many times because she's from South Carolina, like Myrtle Beach. And I'm like, well, is that considered the South? And she's like, well, it is the South. And I was like, is it though? Sorry, I am... I, I missed... I just wanted to... Um, fact check myself on that percent that I gave of the Hispanic population. Mm -hmm. it, I said like 35% because I just was trying to remember the 
you know, larger than I would think statistic that Jaden had told us mm -hmm. a year ago. Um, it's actually in 2019, um, it said 17.8% of the people in Telluride are Hispanic. Okay. Um, are Spanish speaking. Yeah. Which is only 300 But that was people. also 2019 and that's it was almost, what, three years ago? Yeah. Four years. But Telluride is so what, small. What, like three years ago. The, the permanent residence um count or whatever permanent yeah. resident population of telluride is so small that's only 350 well, people and take away the people who don't occupy the houses that they buy mm -hmm. year to year for for the whole year that's what taking at least away 30 percent so right. then that that does make that percentage a little bit larger don't you think the population in 2019 is 1965 that was, like, my graduating class in high school. Honestly, that was, I mean... That was my, like, close to my graduating class in high school. 2016, baby. Yeah. I mean, at least, or, like, at least like the amount of students in our high school, I think, was, like, 2,300. Oh, wait. Right? Yeah. It wasn't that big, right? Was it? I don't think so. I think mine was only, like, 600. Let me look it up. Okay. Maybe there's a... Is there some statistic to that? Um... And the 2019 employed population is 1,264. That means 701 people out of 1,900 are unemployed. Whoa. 701 out of 1,965 is 35% of the population is unemployed. How does that work? Where do you, how do you, I mean, maybe it, I mean, maybe that's just children, but 35% of your whole community is children. That seems high too. But if every two adults is having, what, two kids? Well, no, it's still, it's not even doubling. I don't. Maybe it is. I'll I mean, be honest with you. When you say math stuff, I get it. But, like, I don't. <laughs> you know? The median the median age is 35. Because I feel like there are a shit ton of kids there. I feel like every time we're around there, kids are laughing at us. We've talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, there's times where we've been eating. We were eating a watermelon. We were eating a watermelon with a fork. Yeah. And there were these kids, and I swear to God, they were looking at us because we were eating watermelon with a fork. Also, I don't know how to look up. Never mind, yes, I do. Now, here's the thing, though. It says, at least I'm looking at datausa.io. Um, no idea the credibility of this, but they have mm -hmm. nice graphics. Ooh, so that's a plus. I would think maybe If okay. it's a pleasing to the eye. Yeah. And this one is saying, even though, you know, almost 18% of. Um, the population is Hispanic. Mm -hmm. It says zero percent of the households in Telluride speak a non-English language at home as their primary language. Really? So maybe I don't know. Like maybe well, that either that statistic is wrong, or you know, Jaden had a different idea of like the language usage of the population, or maybe just assumed that. Hispanic, the Hispanic population spoke. I mean, and maybe they or do he was just throwing Spanish. out a percentage that he yeah. thought was correct. Sure, we'll have to or, ask him. Yeah, I'll text him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, we also need someone to stay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, maybe they do. There is Spanish-speaking families, but that's just not their primary language. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the fact that the average age is 35 also makes me think, I mean, normally younger Hispanic generations, second and third generations, speak less Spanish than their um, parents or grandparents, just at least in the community that I see at the school that I work at. Yeah, That's Wait, so how, how many, goes, how, what was the percentage of, um, 
what is like the the breakdown of the students who go to or what was a pop what am I trying to say <laughs> what was the uh, percentage that was actually you said what 17 point yeah 17.8 is the Hispanic population of Telegram. that is the 15.8 is the Hispanic speaking children at Casaview high school right and so me as somebody who like took AP Spanish and, like, did Spanish uh, honor society and right. did whatever. I was friends with all of Hispanic I was in Spanish honor society. And yeah. I went I, to yeah. a meeting yeah. and got a for it. Yeah. No, and, like, took, like, Spanish leadership or whatever. I was friends with, like, almost, you know, all of the Spanish-speaking students at our school. And I'm, you know, I could probably count them on both hands. Right. You know, maybe, maybe 15, most. I don't know. But, anyways... Just... There were also, by the way, 2,183 students mm-hmm. at Castleview. I can't find, that's current. I can't find what it, the I number mean, was at 2016, but I don't feel like it would have fluctuated too much. I mean, yeah, and divided by four, it's, you know, a little under 600 for a graduating class. <clears throat> but it's not all the same number. Sure. Right? No, or I mean, it? it's it's going to it's gonna kind of change by maybe 50 that's what I, well, I don't know much about any of that stuff, so that's right. why I was like, is it? Should I go grab my yearbook? It says it on the front page. I think you should. I, I think we need to know. <laughs> we also would love to see the yearbook. Me and Kristen were both um, in yearbook all four years of high school. Wait, were you there for four years of high school? No, three. Ah, uh, just three. Oh, yeah, because you graduated early. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Memory. Okay. Which one? The 2016 and the 2017. Ah. Uh, the 2016-2017, what grand books. You know what's crazy? We For that 2016 book, we won an All-American Award for it. Yeah. I can't find any evidence of that anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like online? Yeah, like I, I've looked so hard and I can't find... You would think that it's somewhere, right? Here we go. Enrollment. Okay. 2026. So, a, thou- a thousand kids could have graduated. No. Half of the school population would have graduated in one year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably but not, right? Should I, I should I go through and count all of the senior pictures? Just kidding. Oh well. Wow. Anyways, that was a nice that was a nice little. Anyway, so into high so school. going back to the housing crisis in Telluride, mm-hmm. that's not going away. Um, I kind of just want to give some sort of end to this. That um, it's just sad to see such beauty be taken away so quickly by something that is so dumb, you know? Right, and something that's so out of our hands, Mm -hmm. so out of our control, and it's just so symbolic of, like, the larger issue that's going on. Oh, God, yeah. You know, big wealth in in America, so. Uh, That's what gives me nightmares, like, (laughs) more than anything else. Yes. But um, next week is Kristen's turn, and Uh is that the, the culture one? Culture? No. Um, what are we the... on right now? Are we on culture right now? Is this culture? Yeah. I forget the other C's. But Kristen's going to bring up something that... Current. Cur- the cur- that's what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Not, not this one's not current, but the next one's current, right? Sure. What's current again? Uh... <laughs> 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 we... <laughs> um, we're new. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for playing along. Thanks for playing along. Um... Anyways, um, all box checked. Oh, we'll no, we'll end up. With, I have a recommendation before we end up. Uh, we say all quarters covered. I have one recommendation. Okay. Um, on Netflix, La Casa de Papel. In English translation, it's Money Heist. Money Heist. 
It is the best show I have ever seen. It's a show. It is a series. Is it a short series? There are five seasons. The first two seasons, well, they call them parts. The first two parts are kind of like if you were to watch movie one, even though it's like really long and extended, right? Because there's like 13 or 14 episodes in the first season and nine in the second. They are all on like one, you know, storyline. Okay. And I watched that in three days. Yeah, it was, I laughed. I cried. <laughs> I had my hands, like, on the side of my face more than any other, like, anything I've ever seen. Yeah. I had to, like, rewind if I, you know, lost a couple seconds because I just needed to see every frame. Yeah. It is so good. It is so, so good. And okay. I'm, like, honestly a little sad that I finished the first two seasons because now I know that there's still three more, but they're going to be, I mean, same characters still, but it's just going to be about like a kind of a different thing. And so I kind of feel like I just finished the first movie and it was like my favorite movie of all time. And there's another one coming out, but I just know it's not going to live up, but we'll see. I haven't watched it yet. Dang. That's my recommendation. Money all right. Recom- we should do that at the end of almost every podcast. Like have a recommendation. Did, it could be yeah. anything. I think I did that last, last week. I did some book recommendations. So. Oh yeah, you did. Uh-huh. Hot damn! Good for us! Here we go! Good for us! We're keeping consistent. All right. All right, well... Now, with with that in in mind, do the money heist. Do the money heist. Do the money heist. Do it! Because, uh... Steal from the rich. They're making a... Give to the poor. They're making a... Mm Mm-hmm. I'm done. Okay. All corners covered. Thank you. See you next week. See you next week.